0: You're it's listening so to
1: such A, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix I'm Laura Brodnick And I'm Ki Reese. And in all the craziness of this week and all of the emergency podcast records and big news headlines, I forgot to tell you guys that we actually have a very special treat coming your way this weekend. So we're dropping a new episode of The Watch, which for anyone who's new in town is our special bonus series. We do one episode a month that comes out in the weekend where we deep dive on the biggest, buzziest show where everyone is talking about. We bring behind the scenes info. We bring opinion. We bring some thoughts that might get us cancelled potentially, especially in this upcoming episode. And this week's episode is all about Bridgerton Season 2.
0: And I couldn't be there, so I'm going to be listening along with everyone because I am currently on the edge of perhaps maybe having COVID. So I'm an ISO for the next few days. So I unfortunately couldn't record, but we have two amazing guest hosts and Laura Brodnick told me it was a ripper of an episode. And I can't wait to be a spiller and listen along at home.
1: It is a pretty good app. Obviously, no one replaces you. You are amazing. But it was a very hilarious episode. And a few times like we were hysterically laughing and then I said, oh, we can't run that in the podcast. People will be so upset. But look, we've kept it all in, so it's fine. So look forward to that dropping on the weekend.
0: Okay, look, you could be a little bit less excited, okay? <laughs> I'm feeling the um I'm feeling my heart squeeze a
1: little bit over here. I know you're gonna guys, you're gonna wanna send me feedback when you listen to it. Maybe just think about it. Maybe don't. No, no, that's okay. We take criticism here at the spill. Speaking of criticism, as we do nearly every day, on the show today, thank you. On the show today, we are talking about what's been called the fall of Zoe Kravitz. So she weighed in on the whole Will Smith debacle. And from one Instagram post, the people of the internet went to the archives and they have unearthed some pretty troubling things about her. So we're going to get into that and what it means for celebrity culture going forward because times, they are changing. But before we get into that, the entertainment news headlines of the day.
0: I have news. What's the hot got? I want more headlines.
1: Well, in very sad news today, it's been confirmed that Bruce Willis is stepping away from his acting career at the age of 67 after being diagnosed with aphasia. His family have confirmed in a statement. So the information they released says Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. As a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. We are moving through this as a strong family unit and wanted to bring his fans in because we know how much he means to you as you do to him. As Bruce always says, live it up and together we plan to do just that. So the statement was then signed by his entire family, including his current wife, Emma Hemming, his ex-wife, Demi Moore, and his children, Rumor, Scout, Tallulah, Mabel, and Evelyn. So very sad news for an actor who has just meant so much to Hollywood and has been in so many amazing movies, and we're wishing his family all the best.
0: And on to some happier news, our favourite celeb, Lizzo, today announced the launch of her shapewear brand, Yitty, which is her childhood nickname. A dream Lizzo said has been five years in the making. Yitty is, quote, shapewear you can wear. Underwear, overwear, anywhere. For every damn body. 6X to extra small. So yeah, between writing a new album, starring on and producing her new reality TV show Watch Out for the Big Girls, and her upcoming double duties on SNL as host and musical guest, she somehow managed to find the time to develop a hundred pieces of shapewear broken down into three collections. So taking to Instagram to share the news, Lizzo posted a pic with a lineup of booties, herself included, all dressed in giddy, with the following caption, This is a love letter to my big girls and a welcome letter to everybody. This is not an invitation to change who you are. This is an opportunity to be who you are on your terms. I don't know about y'all, but I'm sick of people telling me how I'm supposed to look and feel about my body. I'm tired of discomfort being synonymous with sexy. If it's uncomfortable, take it off. If it makes you feel good, put it on. Yiddy isn't just shapewear. It's your chance to reclaim your body and redefine your beauty standard. Laura Brodnick, I'm dying to hear what you thought.
1: I just love the lead up to this because she kept teasing that she had a surprise announcement. And like you're saying, she's had a surprise announcement every day for the last yeah. couple of weeks. So I was like, what else has this girl got left in the tank? But then it came out that she had had a new tattoo on her ass and she kept kind of teasing with the pictures, like just showing a bit of the tattoo and saying, ass reveal tattoo coming soon. So there was a lead up to that. And then when she announced her shapewear brand, like there's a video of the tape coming off the tattoo and she's had "giddy" like on her ass cheek tattooed, which is the coolest thing ever and the best way to kind of launch a shapewear line. Like, that's the bar going forward. And what you said about it's not about changing your body in terms of her announcement. I think that's the really positive part of this because, of course, as in everything that's happening in the world at the moment, there's a lot of pushback on this, just from a small group of people, but still kind of loud predominantly straight-sized women, for what I can see, who I they feel are, like don't right? really get a vote in this <laughs> situation, saying that, well, if she's all about body empowerment and like being who you are, then why is she releasing shapewear? But it's not just shapewear. It's underwear and lingerie and all that sort of stuff. And also, just because you're a plus-sized woman doesn't mean that you don't want proper underwear to go under a dress to give you a smoother line or a good strapless bra or something that will fit with the shape of a dress. And If you're a plus-size woman, which is anyone kind of over a size 16 in the fashion industry, you're just not catered for at all. And so having any kind of extra product out in the world that you can buy, especially beautifully crafted from what we can see from the images – you know, sexy, beautiful colours, like the ones that Lizzo is providing, not some kind of black and beige garbage that's stuffed up the back of the store, which is usually the experience if you're shopping for this kind of stuff, then that is a win going forward. It is inclusivity. It's like a smart move on her behalf because there's a market for it. But it's also a way of saying, like, you can't buy this stuff anywhere else, so I'm going to make it for you.
0: Yeah, 100%. I also like the fact that there's been a lot of conversation from plus-size women that I follow on Instagram just about the lack of options for clothing for plus-size women since COVID has happened. Like There just isn't enough around. So I feel like the fact that she's releasing this super size inclusive, it's just flooding other things onto the market and giving more opportunity for everyone. I liked the New York Times take on it because I thought that was quite clever. And they talked about that, with her shapewear brand, she isn't trying to change people's bodies, but the point is to do what Lizzo has done for size in general and the flute. I mean, she made the flute sexy. Right? (laughs) Right? That she wants to break where out of the box, where society and culture has stuck it, to get past body positive to body normative for everyone. And I just thought that was such a great message.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the imagery itself is just so amazing too. So good. No airbrushing,
0: normal bodies in their normal Just all different types of
1: bodies. Because that's the other thing too. A lot of brands, not looking at you Skims, do have very size inclusive products in their stock, but they don't like to actually include it in their advertising or on their social media. And then they throw their hands up in the air and say, I can't believe no one bought our stock. And it's like, well, you have to tell people it's there. And also, if you treat it like a dirty little secret, no one's going to want to buy it from you. So I think everything about this is just so exciting.
0: Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a
1: brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favorite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription.
0: Well, an unexpected celebrity has found herself at the centre of an internet takedown following her take on Sunday's 2022 Oscars incident, and it might surprise you who the celebrity is. A Miss Zoe Isabella Kravitz. So yesterday, the star of Batman and current, well, maybe former, Hollywood darling posted two outfits to her Instagram with accompanying captions that called out Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock on stage at entertainment's biggest night of the year. So the first post was Zoe on the red carpet at the award show in her pink YSL gown, and it was captioned, here's a picture of my dress at the award show where we are apparently assaulting people on stage now. The second post was of Zoe on the blue carpet at the Vanity Fair after party in her white YSL gown, and that was captioned, and here is a picture of my dress at the party after the award show where we are apparently assaulting people on stage now. So one of her followers commented, you don't support him defending his wife, to which Zoe responded in the comments, nope. The comments have now been switched off, and the reason why is because the response from the internet was swift and fast. So I don't know if I've ever seen the sentiment of an it girl falls so fast in real time. She started trending on Twitter and was literally being cancelled before our eyes. So the internet reminded everyone that it never forgets and questionable past comments as well as relationships and friendships began to resurface.
1: It was so wild to watch this happening in real time and at such speed. And I like how also at first people thought, maybe she's just making a bit of a joke. Maybe she's not calling out Will Smith. And she's like, I absolutely am calling out Will Smith, you're correct. And I was like, okay, Zoe, as long as we know where we all stand yeah so as soon as this happened the backlash in a wild way turned from the people who had been on the stage and and that sort of stuff turned to this woman who was just posting an instagram post about it and she also we should say isn't the only woman from that night who has taken a stance about it I mean Amy Schumer has come out and said that she's still sickened by it Wanda Sykes says it was handled very badly and Chris Rock apologized to her and Will Smith didn't so uh, what I'm trying to say is that she's not the only woman in that sphere of Hollywood that's taken a stance, but I think because she was on such a high at the moment and very much the current golden girl of Hollywood – People wanted her fall to happen more intensely because the higher you are, you know, the bigger the fall is. Very much what we're looking at here. So as soon as those comments came out, people on the internet, those darlings who always seem to take every situation just a literally step too far,
0: waiting in the wings with this information. Oh, absolutely! To be like, now's my moment. So they went back through every interview she'd ever done,
1: everything she'd ever put on Twitter, uh, things that had been written about her, her past relationships, to try and dig up as much dirt on her as they could, with the sole purpose being like, we. Well, you spoke out against Will Smith so we're going to take you down as well. So one of the bigger allegations that came out was actually to do with Jaden Smith so that's Will Smith's second son and some comments came out when they were doing so they were all in After Earth. Do you remember that movie? So Will Smith set that up to be a big star. Oh for that son, movie! Jaden. Yeah right where Will Smith like everyone kind of thought it was going to be a traditional Will Smith blockbuster but then he was kind of this very quiet character who didn't do much and the whole movie was about turning Jaden in to an action star and it was absolutely roasted by the critics and Jaden was absolutely torn to shreds by the media at the time. I think it's actually the reason he didn't want to be an actor anymore, so that all happened. But before that came out, Zoe's obviously in the movie and she was on the press tour and everything she said about the Smiths for most of that press tour was lovely, like, you know, their families became quite close. But there are some comments that she made at that time, so back in 2013, that people have unearthed now and are finding very problematic. So, at the time of filming and doing the press tour, Zoe was 24 and Jaden was 14. And obviously she was being asked about him on red carpets and in interviews and that sort of thing. And in one statement that she gave to V Magazine, she said, There were moments that I was hanging out with Jaden, and thinking, I can't believe you're 14. I had to check myself, like, what I say to you. She went on to say, "'He has so much personality and so much swag. He is much cooler than I am, and he's so handsome. I was always like, when you're older, you know, we'll hang out. No, that's inappropriate. You're 14.'" So those are the kind of comments that people are now calling her. And look, we don't want to get into whether they're right or not. I mean, that's a whole other playing field. But people are now labelling her a child predator for making those comments back in 2013.
0: Yeah, which is wild. And then it just calls, it kind of raises this other issue of where we have to decide what's right and wrong. And it's like, obviously, we don't condone That And I think it can be really tricky because a lot of the time when people are talking about predators and it happens to be an older woman with a younger boy, they don't see it as seriously. So that kind of also comes into it and it's like, you have to take that seriously as if you would if it was a man and a younger girl. And I totally get that. I think her comments were a little bit, you know, icky. I wouldn't probably say that if you're 10 year age difference. (laughs) But I don't know, maybe the tone was off. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We weren't there, right? I think she was just trying to, again, not excuse anything, but I think in the
1: context of everything else she said on this press tour, which is about how lovely the family was and all that sort of stuff, like that stuff's not getting unearthed. She just made this one comment. I mean, I guess there are a few things about the press tour, but this one comment, and I think she was trying to talk him up. It took a it weird turn. It took a turn. Weird no one's denying that. Turn. But she also realised at the end that it was taking a weird turn and tried to backtrack. So I don't know if we should just call her a child predator from that one comment. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I feel like that's a bow too far to draw. But that wasn't the only allegation because then they started stacking up against her.
0: Oh, yeah. And they brought up one that I often think about, actually, and it's her friendship with Alexander Wang. So he is a fashion designer and he had a bit of a fall from grace himself at the end of 2020 when he had a bunch of accusations that he had been inappropriate, basically, that he had been groping and harassing people on jobs and at nightclubs. And it was really sparked by this model, Owen Mooney, who Had posted, I think it was a TikTok at the time, kind of talking through what had happened to him or allegedly had happened to him in a club in 2017. So Alexander Wang initially denied these allegations at the time, but then he later issued a statement saying that he would promise to, quote, do better. And a lot of people at the time were looking to close associates of him. I think even Kendall Jenner got dragged into it. Like, mainly women who have friendships with him, not so much the men that are also kind of seen to be supporting him, and Zoe, like a lot of people wanted to hear from Zoe, but she did not comment on it at all and has somewhat stood by him and that she's attended his show since and things like that. So that issue was brought up, which has always been for me a bit of a grey area. I was like, that's a little bit effed, but look, they are allegations, nothing was proven, no further steps were made, but it was just interesting to see kind of the flurry of things that were brought up and the hatred that was thrown her way so quickly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the hard thing about looking at these situations and just deciding who to assign blame to, which is always very murky, I feel. Like, you know, going back through when one celebrity is caught up in a scandal, then going through their friends list and trying to assign blame to them. Obviously, like, it is hard because sometimes these celebrities will get, you know, praise for speaking out on these issues in a more general way. But when it comes to their actual friends yeah. and their connections in Hollywood, they stay quiet. But I mean, it's always so much more complicated when it's a friend and you don't know what conversations they've had behind closed doors. But what I think is kind of interesting here is, as we were saying, the kind of fall of Zoe Kravitz, which I think that's probably maybe too dramatic a term, but you know, Twitter loves a dramatic hashtag and that's the sentiment that has been trending. I don't think it's going to be a fall for her in terms of like losing movie roles or magazine covers or even social followers or anything like that. But I think it's just fascinating to watch how quickly the rise and fall of celebrities in culture is happening now. Like it used to have a much longer kind of burn time I mean look at Jennifer Lawrence you know it took her like a year to get to being that golden girl and that obsession it grew and grew and grew and then it took nearly a year for her to like be torn down and now we're seeing that happen in a matter of weeks because it was just a few weeks ago that Zoe Kravitz was the absolute golden girl of everything you know could do no wrong People were gushing over her performance in Catwoman. They were gushing over her hosting Saturday Night Live. Every comment she put up, every photo, everyone's like, she is perfection, she is everything. And then all it took was one Instagram post to have that completely crumble down in just a matter of days and just completely change the news cycle around her. And I think that's not because of anything of her actions. I think it's just how people are consuming celebrity news now. Like we're so hungry for the next scandal, for the next story. And the shelf life of someone being the favourite is so short now that by the time they'd shot a magazine cover, they could be at the bottom of the list of favourites in Hollywood like the next week. It's crazy. But I also think it's so triggered towards particularly young women, like it always is. And I think that's why people have turned on her more so than any of the other celebrities who have spoken out against Will Smith and taken sides because there's some sort of weird fascination in watching a beautiful young woman who everyone loves be the one who takes the fall. Like, unfortunately, it just makes a better story.
0: And I think it also, like, there are some links here to Will Smith a little bit. Like, I'm seeing the, even though he is a man in Hollywood, but like, think about how perfect The internet is wanting Zoe Kravitz to be, right? Just to retain her title as Hollywood's current golden girl, it girl, right? There is this level of perfection that is not achievable because people are going to say things, people have opinions, there are differing opinions. It just goes to show how much pressure there is still. Even though we think that we're like much more accepting of differing opinions and things like that, there's still a clear path in which we expect celebrities to kind of toe the line. And when they don't, as something as little as an Instagram post, like There is just no way for them to kind of navigate their career in a safe way. They could be literally cancelled for sneezing.
1: It's so tenuous now because now everything we've all done for the last couple of years is on the record. It's in all of our social media accounts. And if you're a celebrity, that's doubled. So I think we're going to keep seeing this more and more. And at the same time, I think this fall of Zoe Kravitz has probably got a shelf life of about two days before we move on to someone else. So I'm not super worried about her. But I think it just goes to show how fast this cycle is now moving and that as soon as anyone kind of becomes the golden child of Hollywood, they'll be ripped down a few days later. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review or share this episode with your friends. They will love you for it. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au.
0: Bye. Bye.